at the end of the day, you got to get stuff done. You got to make a play. In, in, in football, we used to say it this way. Do your job. Well, it's hard. Uh, uh, good point. But do your job. Like, what's your assignment? And we've, you've been equipped to make sure it happens. So the key is, we just got to be clear on what's productive and what's not. Unleashing your best in life and work. This is the Game Changers with Eric Bowles and host Dale Dixon. Shifting to getting stuff done. Welcome to the Game Changers podcast. I am your host, Dale Dixon. I uh, help executives perform in front of a camera, and I'm the chief innovation officer for a Better Business Bureau. Eric Bowles coaches, trains, and inspires leaders to unleash their potential and the potential of those around him, uh, around them. You can find him at thegamechangersinc.com. Eric, great to be with you. Uh, great to be here, my brother. So our topic today is this idea of shifting what's happening in the workplace to, I would say, almost get back to what we were trying to do before the pandemic, and that is get stuff done. So tell us the the genesis story for this conversation that you shared with me before we hit the record button. So one of my clients, pharmaceutical organization, one of my clients that I do a ton of work with, um, they... I felt like, especially through the pandemic, they demonstrated the kind of care, the kind of concern you have for your people, uh, uh, making those adjustments. We all know about all the supply chain issues that were taking place, all the uh, uncertainty that was taking place. And I believe a lot of companies were doing everything in their power uh, to the best of their ability to equip their people to manage those changes, both personally and professionally, to the best of their ability. With that being said... I believe after all that's happened and all the investment that's been made, that's been uh, uh, made, now it's about we're pivoting this shift, this pivot to now it's time to perform. Like we, I, I, I get it, we we've gone through a lot of difficulty, we've been through some things, but now it's time to get results because you know at the end of the day, <laughs> I say often, uh, the the scoreboard doesn't care until the ball crosses the goal line, right? Like, so everything you got to go through, scoreboard's not going to change until you actually score a point. And, and it just seems like in the marketplace, uh, it, 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 there's been a, a, a re-emphasis on uh, performance. Like, okay, it's now time to perform. And when we talk about getting stuff done, it's not just activity. Like, it's, it's not, okay, we need to get stuff done. But that doesn't mean just busy for being busy or, or tons of activity. Um, what we do need, though, is high leverage activities that actually change the scoreboard. I had an interesting conversation yesterday, deal, yesterday deal with a client where um, I'm doing a, I'm with this leadership team, and we're going to spend a couple of days. But in our conversation, um, it, they made it very clear, and we talked about it together, we don't want to have conversations about the, the concept of success. So we're not getting together to have successful conceptual conversations. We're getting together to get very clear on successful game-changing activity that leads to the kind of results they want. That is a totally different conversation because it requires like uh, 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 feedback. It requires, uh, I like to call it uh, uh, like, there's a zero sum game to it. Like there's an analysis. It's like a truth bearing analysis where we're evaluating going, does the activity that we are involved in, 
Are we defining that as getting stuff done? Like, is that translating to results? If it's not, we need to be able to say no to this and yes to this. And I think there's more uh, organizations, leaders, and, and, and managers of teams who are coming together having those conversations because anything else um, uh, is, is just distraction. So we got to get to the very things that's actually leading to results. So I'm curious to dissect this and better understand how we got to this place. And I'll, I'll posit a theory Okay. That uh, and use the analogy of a balance board or a BOSU ball. So if you've ever seen one of these, basically you stand on the board and you've got to maintain balance. It does not have a flat bottom. Or a BOSU ball is basically one of those exercise balls cut in half. So it has a flat surface on the Mm -hmm. bottom, but you have to stand on top of this and try to maintain your balance on this squishy ball. So that, that's the analogy. And I'm thinking, was COVID our BOSU ball or our balance board where somebody walked up to us and tried to push us off balance? And it took us three years to, to or two years to find our balance. And now we're saying, okay, we're back in balance. We've, we, we know where we're at, what we're doing, where we're going, but we've got to get productive again. Yes. Yeah. Is there some of that or or are there some other things that you're seeing with clients? Yeah, because first of all, I love the analogy uh, uh, with the Bosu ball in in the process because because we had to get balanced that way. There are a lot of, um, how do I describe it from a physical standpoint? Man, my joints, even my ligaments, even my balance have actually gotten stronger because of so now we're like, now that you're stronger, you, that's the, the purpose of getting using those that equipment isn't just to be good on that equipment. So the goal isn't just to be really good at balancing on a bolster. No, the, the, it translates to, it gives me, I'm, I should be more stronger, more balanced, more effective in the stuff that translates, right? So uh, as an athlete, I use that a lot uh, uh, to, to, to help equip me, but it, needs to be translated to the field where now it makes me that much more effective. I think what we've gone through from COVID to post COVID and all the things to right now has been there to set us up to take advantage of what's in front of us right now, which is we're stronger now. Now, again, are there headwinds without question? Um, but I believe every group has in them and in, in what they need to create the change and performance improvement that's necessary. And so that shift in mindset is viewing what we went through during COVID as preparation to push the gas pedal down, not to sit back and relax. Like now is the time to go from potential to actual performance. So what are some of the the ways, I'm going to keep using this balance analogy, but what are some of the ways that you, you balance, or is it a flip of a switch that, hey, we've spent those last two to three years working on our balance. And and now we've got a transition into the get stuff done type of mindset, or is it, Hey, been there, done that. It's time to get stuff done. Flip the switch. I, I, I actually kind of like the second one. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think we need to flip the switch and just go. I, I think over, over thinking this, we got what it takes. Let's go. Because some of the the work you put in on on in getting balanced, it reveals itself when you're playing. 
So you can't, you can't, that's not something you do ahead of time. Okay. When this happens, we got enough balance. No, you got balance. So go, go. So go. You will be able to course correct. You will be able to adapt on the field. You're a better athlete now than you were before. Go make plays. Now we're going to give you a game plan, right? We're going to, we, these are the plays we're going to run. This is what we want to do. But at the, at the end of the day, you got to get stuff done. You got to make a play in, in, in football. We used to say it this way, do your job. Well, it's hard. A uh, uh, good point, but do your job. Like, what's your assignment? And we've you've been equipped to make sure it happens. So the key is, we just got to be clear on what's productive and what's not. It's the benefit of COVID on on one end was you know it allowed people to sit back and really determine what matters most from a personal standpoint, right? Like we a lot of lot of adjustments and stuff people were able to make, but now we have to ask those same kind of truth-bearing questions to ourselves. Like, in everything that I'm doing each week, is it translating to really getting stuff done? Where is there waste? Where is some of those difficult conversations that I got to have? Like, we got an 80-20 everything right now. We just do. There's no getting around it. I'm a big believer in using both the Pareto principle, which is the 80-20 rule, and Parkinson's law all at the same time, right? You know, I believe we got to determine the few things that make the biggest difference. And then we got to give ourselves a limited amount of time to get the most important things, things done. Because the more time you give anything, the longer it takes. And so we're in one of these moments. I'm, I've been one particular group that I'm working with. I say, hey, if you guys in the business are getting stuff done, then get stuff done constantly. Start getting stuff done in every meeting you're in. Start getting stuff done in every interaction that you're having. That means sometimes you got to shorten them. Doesn't mean you don't care. It just means if I was going to give this meeting an hour, I'm now giving it 30 minutes. That means people got to get to the point. That means, and it's the discipline of that. People always think I'm, you know, when I say, hey, cut your meetings in half. Well, we need to get aligned. That's true. But you have this belief that alignment really takes a lot of time. It doesn't. It just takes really real conversations. So it's just forcing you to get to the point faster, sooner. And you've already have enough built-in rapport to do that. Now, I understand a new leadership team first coming together. and There's a process for that. But in most cases, if we people really evaluate it, they start to start discovering how much waste exists. You know, Dale, I had this conversation with you. One of the things that I enjoy doing... And, um, uh, you know, and obviously I was with the Jets and, uh, uh, Pete Carroll was my coach when I was with the Jets. He was with the Seahawks now. And, uh, and so, but Pete, who, you know, I love the death. He endorsed my book. He's been a huge supporter. Um, I'm a big believer in how Pete does everything. And so, uh, there are times where Pete's allowed me to come to practice, even bring clients there to practice, you know, to during training camp, uh, and one of the things I enjoy the most is hearing from my clients say, what I'm most amazed by is the pace. What I'm most amazed by is the efficiency. Like all that effort I am seeing is being used efficiently. And I'm like, yes, because it's not enough to just get on the same page or it's not enough to work well together. You got to work well together at pace. At speed, could the game happen faster? And so if you can do that effectively, it then translates to game time, 
Now, now we got it because it's a balance of everything. It's a balance of knowing your job. It's a balance of being able to act, uh, move at your job at pace. It's a balance of being able to react to what's going on. And that was the purpose of training camp. That was the purpose of the oxys. And that's the purpose of all that. And I've been trying to encourage leaders like that was the purpose of the pandemic. Use it that way. Yeah, the pandemic and all this, but use what you've gone through to now prepare you to take advantage of opportunities that are going to take advantage of because you're tougher than you were before. And so that's why I always enjoy bringing pe- uh, leaders who I've had the opportunity to coach and let them witness. Most people just think they're watching football. Oh, man, you are watching like organizational mastery, right? right? You're, you're, you're watching, you know, uh, 11, 22 guys on the field on different teams, obviously, with all kinds of different motivations and desires and all of them aren't paid the same and Everything's not equal and fair, but at one moment, man, the pace, the focus, everything, they 80, 20, everything until, until they're only doing the high leverage activities that make the biggest difference. So, uh, this just flashes me back to one of those, those influential times in my life. I was fortunate enough to make friends with one of the coaching staff at Boise State University shortly after the Fiesta Bowl that everybody remembers. So against Oklahoma? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the uh my son was playing football and it was um Pop Warner kind of young kid football. And the team was struggling and I was talking to this friend of mine about it and he was like, well let me come watch practice. And so he came and watched practice with me and about five minutes in he said, I see the problem. He said, and I said, well, what do you see? Tell me, what, what are you seeing, the professional at this? And he said, watch the coaches. None of them are running. To your point, they're not at pace and they're not setting a pace for the kids. And when I, and, and it was the, it was the strength of leadership in action that, that really just came alive there on that football field as he explained how he explained the pace of practice and what that needs to look like so that it carries on to performance on the field. So it was, it was really cool to be able to live that exactly what you're talking about. One one of the things that I, these are little things, but uh, leaders who emphasize, you know, Hey, I, I need my people to get stuff done. We need to get stuff done. It sounds good. I'm always asking a question. Okay, so so what are you getting done? So what are you getting done? I don't care if it's a small thing, but what are you getting done? What is what what are you scratching off the list? Whatever what where are you moving the chains? Where are you doing? So if you ever go to a practice and 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 I don't I I love honoring Pete on this, but um, there's energy. He he's the oldest coach in the league, and there's nothing but energy coming from him, like constantly. He's talking, he's moving. But what you also notice is no one's standing around. So so, so it, it, the rest of the team is not standing around just watching a group. There's something for someone to do at the whole, uh, whole time. So what doesn't happen is there's rules in place now in terms of the length of pr- time people, the players can have in practice. It's, it's collective bargain, right? So you, we can't practice just for four hours. Well, we only got two hours for practice. There's a set amount of time. So what you do with those two hours 
the amount of time is not as important. It's how you allocate that time in it. And that also includes how fast you transition, how fast you move, how fast people engage. Well, I tell leaders all the time, man, make your meetings count. I mean, make everything you do count. Quit having, if you're going to get stuff done, if we have a meeting on Monday and we're going to meet again the following Monday and I got my leadership team together and we come back the following Monday and we don't even review what got done since last Monday and we just have another one. I mean, we, I mean, it's unbelievable. Not only have we lost the time of that week, we are now using attention currency, which we have so, we don't have an unlimited amount of on things that should have already shifted to something brand new. And it, this, these are the, the I always call it, the, the, I call it low hanging fruit, but what it really is uh, for a lot of us, it, I think it was um, um, Earl Nightingale said this. I thought it was such a brilliant statement. He said one time, he, he goes, the opposite of fear. Um, no, no, no. He said the opposite of courage is not fear. I thought it was. He said the opposite of courage is conformity. And he says we have to fight. You have to have enough courage to fight against conformity. It's conformity that gets in our way. And so there's a lot of wasted time in organizations, not because people are fearful. They've just been conditioned to waste time, right? Like it's it's just normal. And so when you were talking about your, your, your son's Pop Warner team, those kids are just going to naturally model what they're witnessing. So if, if there's energy, you're going to see energy. If there's not, there's none. So I talk to leaders all the time. I say, you're complaining about an organization that wastes time. That, you know, as my father used to say at best, son, if it's raining in the congregation, it's probably cloudy in the pulpit, right? <laughs> right? So, so, so we got to get it right there. <laughs> so we love giving leaders action items, yes. things that they can go back and do. And I've picked up on three specific things that you've outlined for us. And we can dive, dive deeper into these three and, and definitely add to them. But number one, you gave us the the charge that we need a game plan and everybody yeah. needs to know the game plan which leads to clarity and not only clarity of the game plan but clarity of one's role inside the organization here's what i'm doing to help the team move the ball down the field and then the third item is you do it now you are productive now and you are productive in every area you make productivity a habit so the yes. meetings are productive yep. When you, I want to, obviously, we talk about clarity, role, uh, a game plan. Now, again, the game plan, the ultimate goal is to make sure the activities that we do are high leverage activities. It's, it's, it's a, if I'm going to have to cut a tree down and I'm swinging like crazy, right? I mean, obviously we know the analogy of sharpening an axe, but we also want to make sure we're cutting at the root level. We're not cutting in the middle. I mean, we, and so sometimes you have to talk enough about, you know, where I'm going, okay, there's activity we need to do, but we need to make sure the activity we do, what result is created. And so this is why I'm a big believer in the 80-20 rule in such a strong way. Like, okay, we need to get stuff done. But let's make it, but in order to get stuff actually done, the stuff has to matter. So what's the stuff that matters? What's the, what's the end result we're trying to get to? And what's the most expedient, fastest, most effective way to get that done? If, if getting it done, it may require us to be a little uncomfortable. Good. 
It's probably going to be something, we, if, especially if we're fighting against inertia or fighting against conformity, which is we have a tendency to waste time. Guess what? We're going to have to go a little bit extreme the other direction to make sure we don't keep letting that happen. So that, that means we're going to have to have some, you know, hey, some of the stuff we were doing last week, we're not doing this week. All right. You know, hey, here's the agenda on the calendar. Can we get to the most important thing on the agenda first? All right, we're not doing the reporting out. Then just get to the conversation we need to have right from the beginning. Here's the result we want. All these little disruptions are necessary to get that sense of urgency back because that's where we're at. Point number two um, that you were saying that um, 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 where you're talking about do it now. One of the reasons is so powerful. Like it is, I would say, uh, momentum's a leader's best friend. And momentum is a result of taking advantage of a moment. And the moment you can take advantage of most mostly is now. So take the moment of now, use it, and you connect enough of those together, you've now created momentum. But you don't put off momentum. You have to take action now. So what's the, like I, I tell self people all the time, like you're sitting there at your desk, a prospect or an opportunity comes in, it comes to your mind, man, call now. Right? Like call now. Don't just do it now. Like act on it. Get in the habit of doing things now. I don't care if you have to put it on your you know, a mantra. I got one of the leaders I worked with for a number of years. Uh, he used to run uh, T-Mobile. Um, he was at Starbucks with me, and and he actually put a a, a, a little uh, uh, a sticky note on every one of his places, and it just says, "Do it now." And it, the amount of time, not only time did he save, but the amount of impact he had from these little actions that he just acted on. Like most of the things that we, if we do it right now, it doesn't take a whole lot if we were just to get the ball rolling, especially leaders. So a leader asks this or speak to this or, or follow up on this. And these little things create momentum. And then you turn around and like, man, we've come a long way. Why is that? Because we took action. But what was the key to taking action? Doing it now. Like everybody talks about, here's the action items we got. Okay, but what I'm really curious is, when are you starting? Hopefully today. Hopefully right now. Hopefully as soon as you walk out of the room. Because the probability that you act on it tomorrow is actually decreases by with every hour that goes by. <laughs> yeah. Reminds me of the uh, sign on the side of a restaurant um, and I'm sure it's all over the place, but it's free crab tomorrow. <laughs> I've never heard that. You haven't. Okay. Well, and you know why it's free tomorrow because tomorrow never comes. It's always tomorrow. I'll always do it tomorrow. I love it. I love it, man. I love it. You know, one, one of the things I just to, to encourage everyone out there, um, I, to my core, I believe at everyone's core, everybody agrees with what we're talking about. I believe everybody's ready to just get going. I, I really do. I believe everybody's like, it's time. Let's go. Let's go. Man, I, I love sports. I love being a part of teams. I love And people say all the time, like, you know, it's, it's not whether you win or lose is how you play the game. And I, I love the statement, but let me tell you, like, usually winning is a result of making winning plays. It, okay. So, though, yeah, it, it isn't just about winning. It isn't just about losing. But I will tell you. I can handle losing a game because the other team's better. 
Like I can handle losing a game when we left everything we got on the field and and I can walk off going, hey, we, we gave our best. So next one, we do better. But man, I cannot stand losing a game. And because we didn't have urgency, because we didn't, weren't organized, because we weren't doing the things that actually matter, because we didn't practice well. See, no one, th- th- usually that mantra comes out when it allows us not to have to have a truth bearing exercise, you know, about what did we do to prepare for that. And many times we lose gains out of the things we have control over. I mean, we say all the time, it, there's a lot of teams who win, but the majority of the teams lose. That's the fact. Most, most teams lose. It's not that most teams win. It's most teams lose because they do things that are more in alignment with losing plays than winning plays. And But that's what practice is for. That's what, and in business, that's what meetings are. They're preparing us to go execute, but we don't have meetings and then not go play. That's like going to a football game and watching teams just huddle up, come to the line of scrimmage, and then go back and huddle up again. You didn't pay to go watch that, man. You paid. You, I only want to see you huddle enough to entertain me with running a play, right? But there's so many companies, man. All they do is have huddles. Like, they literally leave the huddle and don't run a play. It's mind-boggling. It's unbelievable. And we do that all the time. You're reading somebody's mail right about now. And, um, <laughs> and, and I can tell you I'm Eric's doing to. it with love. <laughs> yeah, doing it with love, bro. I'm, I'm, like, I'm talking to myself, believe yes. me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, I think it's, it's time to go out and get stuff done. Let's go. And so thank you for the, the fantastic conversation. Any final words for us? No, just, just again, we're, it's progression over perfection, progression over perfection. And that's why we keep moving at pace and we course correct as we go. That we course correct as we go. But the key is we got to go, right? Absolutely. You get stuff done to unleash your best in life and in work. Thanks for the encouragement, uh, the eye-opening encouragement. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll just make a quick request to folks. Would you rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to it? We would be greatly appreciative. And uh, the rating, hopefully we've earned the five stars. A review, just a sentence or two on the impact it's have on having on you today to go out and get something done immediately. So we would definitely appreciate that. It uh, pushes the podcast higher in search results for people looking for this type of content. And uh, we're gaining more and more listeners every single episode. So thanks for your help with that. You can find Eric at thegamechangersinc.com. Also pick up his book. And we uh, enjoy this opportunity to be with you each and every week. Have a fantastic week. The Game Changers, unleashing your best in life and work with Eric Bowles and Dale Dixon. Eric is an executive coach, leadership expert, change consultant, and keynote speaker. Read his book, Moving to Great, and find him at ericbowles.com. Connect with Dale at daledixonmedia.com.